Okay, awesome. Thank you, Thomas. So yeah, thank you all again for joining us here in person and online. And uh, to our King's Corner family who can't make it here today, I just want to do a shout out to Ken and to Mary, and also to Peter and to Trish. Blessings on you. Glad you can be with us this morning. And uh, happy uh, July 30th, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the end of July. And as I often joke, I, I often say I wish I had two Julys before we have an August. Just, you know, kind of, yeah, I won't, I won't say the, the W word that happens in a few months, so I won't say that. But I like warmth, so, but I hope you're all in, enjoying supper. And also, a birthday shout out to all of you who had a birthday last week and those of you who are having a birthday coming up. And also to my lovely wife, happy birthday. So, and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I hope you're all, all have been doing well. Some of you are, have been doing spring, well, summer cleaning. Some of you have been moving. Some of you have been on vacation. Actually, a number of us are on vacation. So God bless all of us and um, the rest of our, our ministry team that's on vacation today, which is good. And it's a good season because um, those of you who are lay people and especially our other pastors here work very hard all year round. And it's good to just have a chance to rest. So God bless everyone who is resting today and my other friend who's here who's resting today. So welcome. Glad you can all be here today. So yeah, so I've been, just said it's July, but I saw some very un-July things that have been going on. Like it's, it's weird, just random stuff. Like I saw an ad for a July Black Friday sale. And I'm going, hmm, usually, for those of you who don't know, Black Friday is the big sale in the States, American Thanksgiving weekend in November. So it's kind of weird that they're having a, a July Black Friday sale. And likewise, too, I've seen Christmas in July stuff as well. It's like, eh. I, I mean, I think some places where it's warmer, maybe Hawaii or something like that, Christmas in July might fly a little bit. But I kind of like my warm season here as well. And I've also heard people doing things like trying to catch, take advantage of different sales and, oh yeah, you know what, let's see if we can get grad stuff for next year and all that kind of stuff, so, which is good. But all these things point forward in planning, and people plan things and they do things because, you know, they hope for things to, to happen, and everybody's looking for some kind of hope, and so just for the sake of definition, like, what is hope? Well, in the secular or the worldly sense, it's wanting something to happen that you want to happen or not wanting something to happen that you don't want to happen, wishing for good results, wanting good things to happen. You know, can I find a good car? Can I find a job? I really hope that I graduate. Uh, I hope I don't get robbed. All those different kinds of things. So, but what does faith mean for us as people of faith and as Christians? Well, in scriptures, it says, in, in Colossians 1, verses 26 and 27, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints, to them, them meaning us the saints, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, we're going to look at that, but as we move into this time, let's just 
come before the Lord and just give our hearts over to him and have him teach us today. Let's bow and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for, you are the God who is great, and we love singing your praises. You are great indeed, Lord God. Um, Lord, we just want you to come and teach us today from your word. Uh, meet our hearts in our deepest points of need, and just uh, help us to love you more as you love on us, Lord God. Thank you so much. And I just give myself over to you, as we all have done today, and pray that your Holy Spirit moves in all things today. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as I was saying before, the first kind of hope we have is temporal or temporary or worldly, and it's more defined by what we want or don't want, or wish or don't wish. And in Scripture, it says that, you know, sometimes this is, it's okay to want good things. It's okay to want a job, and it's okay for good things to happen and hope for that. Um, sometimes, though, um, hopes can have a bad motivation. Uh, in Proverbs 10, verse 28, it says, The hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. Many years ago, um, I had kind of a, an object lesson on misplaced hope. I was taking a, a cab someplace, and I was talking to the cab driver. And uh, as we were talking and stuff, he was letting me know that he used to be um, a business executive, and uh, he used to uh, do quite well. And then he told me that something happened. He got involved in a very, very strong gambling addiction. So over time, he started to put his hope in worldly things. He hoped that that next spin of a wheel would make him a multimillionaire, that next lottery ticket, and he just kept going and going and going. And he hid this gambling addiction from his family until he ended up losing everything financially. That was the start. And that's when his family found out once people wanted to foreclose on the house. He, he lost, and in this whole thing, he lost his job. He lost his house. Um, his marriage fell apart. And he had to start all over again. For the sake of wanting or hoping for something that was not in his best interest, hoping for the wrong thing, he put himself in, in jeopardy. But what we need is a different kind of hope. We need a hope with reassurances that reflects God's character being trustworthy and true. What we need is a different kind of hope that is biblical hope based in God alone, in God's holiness and his truth and his faithfulness. In past messages, I, I've talked about, you know, I've just been so impressed by uh, the three people that I'll mention right now um, and public figures who have just gone through hardships that they're an easy reference to go back to, but I'm not going to go into their whole stories, but I will mention and tell you a little bit uh, about them. Um, the first one was uh, uh, Johnny Erickson Tata, who... Uh, as a teenager, had a diving accident and ended up with incomplete quadriplegia and how her life was changed through that. Uh, another person that I admire too as well is Nick Vujicic. Um He was born with tetramelia syndrome and so he was born without arms and legs and the, that was his lot. And then I've also talked about Rebecca Gregory who was in the Boston Marathon and she'd lost a limb during uh, an explosion there. 
Now, without going into all of their stories, there, there was a key thing that happened. Um, they all asked for divine intervention to change their circumstances in so far as physical healing went. Um, Johnny pleaded to the Lord and believed for, and still believed for uh, a complete healing in her quadriplegia, that she would have electrical signals between her brain and her body again. Um, Nick prayed to the Lord. He believed, especially as a young child, that the Lord would heal him and bring back his arms and his legs to him. And there was just the, the hardness of uh, moving through. With Rebecca, she'd lost a leg, and through that, her son's life was saved, but she, I think, was anticipating a different kind of healing as well. Now, what the Lord did not do in their particular instance was to do the miracle of the restoration of their physical limbs in this world. But we do know God is a God who heals. I've shared the story of my other friend, Andy, before, who had a very bad curvature and scoliosis in his spine, and the Lord supernaturally healed him six Easter Sundays ago and put his body back into alignment as a witness miracle. God is still the God of miracles. Amen. But you know what God gave to both Johnny and to Nick and to Rebecca? He gave them something that they needed that is hope. He gave them the hope, not two kinds of hope. The first hope being the hope to live in this world, but also how to live in the next world. With Nick, especially when he was young, he, in his testimony, public testimony, he talks about how he just wanted to drown himself, having no arms and legs, that his life is useless. What is God going to do with me? I'm this incomplete person and really was down on himself, and I just want to end my life. God came to Nick and gave him hope, not just the hope of healing. All of us, we're going to have an eventual healing to us. God is going to come to us and bring physical healing and emotional healing and restoration to all of us, but hope to live well in this world. Hope to wake up in the morning and to live life. And not even just that, but the ability to thrive. The testimony of Johnny and of Nick and just them being able to say, this is my lot, but even in the deepest part of my despair, I am not giving up. I'm letting God work in my life. And I have hope. Hope that God is with me when I wake up every morning and need to go through life. Hope when other trials and, and situations come up. And hope for the future. Amen? Amen. Amen. And those are just contemporary examples. In the Bible, we have tons of examples of God giving us hope through the stories of the saints. Um, the story of Abraham gives us hope because of God's faithfulness. Daniel's story gives us hope because we can survive even the worst uh, trials and being in the lion's den with the power of God being victorious in our lives. Hannah's story gives us hope that when people are mocking and ridiculing, God stands strong and will vindicate us. David's story reminds us that the battle belongs to the Lord, and he will give us victory over the giants in our lives. And the stories of the disciples are like our story as well. He can take any of us from any background in any situation, and by the power of his Holy Spirit, use us for the growth of his kingdom. Amen. Paul's story 
tells us that no matter how out of bounds, it gives us hope that God is faithful to draw us back to himself for his glory and to the glory of his name. And Stephen's story gives us hope that when we remain faithful to the end, we will spend eternity with Jesus. Amen. So what we've been talking about is the second definition of hope that is based on God's character. And we need both kinds of hope. We need to wish for good things and want good things and hope for good things. But we also need to have a focus for our hope too, which is God himself. So godly faith is based on God's character. And God's character is holy. And God is trustworthy. And God is faithful. In uh, Hebrews 6, uh, verses 18 and 19, it says this about godly hope. So that by two unchangeable things, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we have fled for refuge, might have wrong... Let me try that again. I'm, I'm blurring my cadence here. Let's try that again. So that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor for our soul, a hope that enters into, inner, into the inner place behind the curtain. So, so hear this. Not only does God not lie, Scripture tells us that it is impossible for God to lie. It is not in his character. We, we have different things that come at us, but we have to remember that the lies that we hear are from the enemy. They're from Satan. They're the things that get in our heads, and that comes from the enemy alone, and they're not of God. We've got to remember that God is a God of truth. Our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The hope of God is a steadfast anchor for our soul. We don't have to be tossed around by the winds and waves of life. We don't have to be scared when circumstances change or become harsh or even if we feel that they're sinister undertones to things that are happening. We don't have to be afraid. We have hope in God. In 1 Corinthians 13, 12 to 13, it says, for, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in the past, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Now in this scripture, love is the greatest of these things because love is eternal. But hope and faith are also important, very important. But they're not eternal. One day, we're going to see God face to face. One day, we're not just going to be wanting to see his face. We're actually going to see God face to face. One day, we're not going to be waiting for the Lord to return. He will have returned for us. One day, all of our, our yearnings and our, our misunderstandings will be made clear. Um, in Scripture, it talks about a seeing through a glass darkly. And I always like transliterating that into thinking like, we see as through welding goggles. If you've ever put on a pair of welding goggles, you know they're very dark so your eyes don't get hurt. And only the brightest and purest of light can kind of pierce that so you can see what you're doing for your, your beating. I think it's a lot of the same thing in this world. Because we live in this fallen world, we can't see God as clearly as we want, but his light still pierces through to us anyway that way. And one day, we're going to go, oh, 
That's what it was. And more importantly, Lord, we get to see you. And then I, it, we can't even imagine. I, I can't even imagine. It's my mind blown. God, just to be in the very presence of God, it's just something mortal brains just fizzle out on. So, Faith and hope won't be needed in heaven, but we trust God. In uh, my previous message, too, I, I talked about uh, the armor of God, and I talked about the uh, uh, phalanx of, of Roman soldiers um, and a certain maneuver called the turtle maneuver. And some of you are saying, oh, it would have been cool to, to see picture of that. And I didn't have that last time, but I'm going to show you a picture now. That's uh, kind of the formation of Roman soldiers. And the reason that I have that up there is that I'm talking about the shield of faith and how the shield of faith relates to hope, faith and hope. Um, with the shield of faith, uh, what we have is the ability to have one another's back. In the armor of God, it isn't just all about us being on our own. We can move together and put those together. You want to put up the uh, next slide there too as well? You can come together. And what's happening in the situation is that when the enemies attack and they throw like uh, shoot arrows and spears and like flaming uh, balls of tar at your social, you're there together as a group. You can be defended together from what's coming at you and working together as a whole. And remembering that we use our shields, our shields of faith together in community, this is also the case for hope. We use our hope together as well in community. So none of us are trying to wander through this by ourselves alone. It's not one person's struggle. We can come alongside each other as brothers and sisters. If you're down, I'm going to encourage you. You're going to encourage me. We're going to encourage each other. We're going to talk about the hope of God and build one another up. We are not in this by ourselves. So whereas faith and hope are temporal things, they're important, but they work together too, and we share those together as well. It's been an interesting week because uh, over the past uh, four weeks, I think I've been to at least as, as many celebrations of life. Um, there's a, a friend that used to go to Bible college with, and she passed away at a young age not too long ago. And then we had our own Marion uh, Kitzel here from our church family who passed on. Uh, Wendy and I had a, a friend and coworker that we used to that we knew, and she passed away. And I had a coworker, another pastor in town who who passed away unexpectedly as well. But what was interesting in all those situations that because our friends had put their faith in the Lord, there was hope. The girl who had gone to Bible college, who passed away, her husband obviously grieved, had the power given to him by God to actually deliver her eulogy message, talked about hope, that this is painful, my wife isn't here, and it is hard, but God has given me hope. Hope that she is with Jesus and she is not in pain. Hope that one day we know that we will see each other again. The hope to make it through life now, as a man walking through life without his spouse. And that 
story was just multiplied. We heard about the testimony of Mary, and we know about her friendship and her gifts and how she gave to this church and how she loved people. And the same for our other friends, too, that in the middle of things, God's hope was there, and that helped people to move through those things. In Colossians 1, verses 26 and 27, it says, the mystery hidden for ages and ages, sorry, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints, to them God chose to make them known, which is great among the Gentiles, are the riches of glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And as we talked about before, you that this is talking about is the body of Christ. And Jesus Christ living on us is his redemption and our hope for future glory. And we're promised the Holy Spirit and we're sealed by the whole, his Holy Spirit unto salvation as well. It says in John 14 verses 15 and 17 that Jesus promises the Holy Spirit. And it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever Even the spirit of truth, whom this world cannot receive, because it neither sees him or knows him, you who know him, for he dwells within you. He dwells within you and will be in you. And then in Ephesians 4, 29 to 30, it says, Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Because we have the Holy Spirit, because we know he is in our hearts, because our, our lives and our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit, we have this guarantee and that is a, a strong truth for us to hold on to. The Ephesians passage talks about speech building each other's up as well. I like to put that into the whole idea of the hope and what we saw with the, the, the shields of faith there too as well, building into each other's lives. In his recent messages, Pastor Brett was talking about uh, the need for repentance and for accepting Christ as our Savior And he also gave us a beautiful picture of a new heaven and a new earth. And our hope is not just in God walking with us in this world. And we've seen through the the heroes of faith, through Abraham, through David and, and, and Daniel and Hannah and others, how God is faithful. And we've seen in the testimony of our contemporary friends like, like Nick and Johnny and, and Rebecca, how God has been with us. But this is our hope in revelation 21, Verses 1 to 4, it says this. And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God. 
and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, and there shall be neither mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. This for you people is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. God is good. We have a hope in the future, not just to live in this life, but in the life to come. As I finish here, I'm going to ask the, the worship team to come back up. The, the world has uh, different symbols of hope, and, and they are what they are. Um, I, I was told once that one of the original purposes for lights and sirens on an ambulance was if you were hurt or injured and you were in fear of your safety or for your life, then what you could do is listen for the sirens. And then if you could actually see, you could see the lights coming towards you. And that would be a symbol of hope. Um, in science fiction, uh, Superman, his chest symbol is supposed to be a symbol of hope. But for us, for you and I, brothers and sisters in Christ, our symbol of hope is the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So let that encourage your hearts. And as we we move forward here. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pray before the worship band uh, shares with us and sings, and then I'll close off in a scripture here. So let's let's pray. Lord, we just thank you that we are a people of hope, Lord, who know you, that we don't have to be downcast because everything is out of control. You give us hope. Thank you, not just even. The hope of heaven, which is an, the amazing heaven, which is the hope that makes everything all right because there will be no more pain, no more tears, no more death. We'll be reunited with those who have gone ahead of us and you, Lord, that you've just promised us so much. And the first thing in all of that is not even all of that, but your presence that we get to see you and abide with you. That is the beauty of heaven, Lord. Thank you for that. And Lord, thank you for not leaving us alone in this world either, that we just don't have to be slugging it through, so to speak, but you give us encouragement and protection and love and guidance and hope by your Holy Spirit. And because we have your Holy Spirit, we know in our hearts that we have heaven and we have you. Thank you, God, so much. Lord, we just would pray that you would just continue to bless us. And Lord, I just uh, will just leave these, these final closing scriptures for everyone here from Romans fifteen thirteen. And the blessing I'll leave every, on everyone is this, that May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Amen.